Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Welcome to A Real Creature Feature, where my friends and I will ask ourselves, but what if it was real? My name is Mac. My co-hosts are... Oh, do you want me to actually introduce yes, myself? Yes, introduce yourself. Fine, be that way. I'm Mike. Probably, yeah, probably leave that in, too. <laughs> and... I'm Dean. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, guys, I want uh, you guys to tell me what you know about dragons. Okay, well, what I know about dragons... Or describe what a dragon's oh. in your mind. Well, I mean... And there's so many different ways to look at a dragon, but I always think of the European dragons, you know, mm-hmm. the rather large bodied wings coming out the back, the traditional fire breathe. There's also the, tradi- there's also some of the more Western orientated uh, fire breathers. They can do all sorts of, the best part about this one is seeing your face when I'm making, when I'm talking about that. But um, I always think about that. Uh, I tend to think of the traditional Western style dragon, mostly because I'm a Westerner, you know. Yeah, but, but D, how about you, Dean? What's your first uh, first thought when you hear dragon? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. So, yep. uh, yeah. The... West, Western style is the original thought. And then I was going to ask for clarification if you wanted Western or Eastern. Western for this. This will, it, it will wrap up better in this one. Yeah. Okay. So that would be. So big, scaly horns, two pairs of wings and four pairs of legs. Yeah. Slash arms. Because a lot of sometimes their arms are legs, too. Yeah. They're for for arms and then a tail and they can breathe fire so here's the problem with that a lot of things actually biologically speaking that probably can't exist uh for a multitude of reasons so the first part that i'll address is the fact that it has six limbs so if you count so how many arms and legs do you have well i have i I mean like on me or like yes on you not in your fridge okay then that would be so i'd have four yeah so that would mean that the dragons evolutionarily speaking would have diverged a really really long time ago as in before we were ever on land kind of level of things like because even if you look at sharks and everything else they kind of have this full like four limbs kind of thing because yeah like they have the little flippers on the lower parts and the bigger flippers so it's like that is just so insane that because the thing about evolution and how all this stuff really kind of works is you can make something new, but it takes a long time to do that. But you can lose something real quick. For example, snakes. Snakes had legs at one point and uh, like they got rid of them. But a lot of them still have like little pseudo legs that are inside of them or they have bones still, but there's still remnants of them. Or uh, for example, whales. Whales still have the bones for their feet and still the bones in their hands. And they look very similar to our own skeletons. It's really kind of neat when you look at it. 
See, this just makes whales sound gross and scary now. I don't now I don't trust I don't trust whales anymore. Do you ever see a blue uh, whale's skull? Um, I've only seen the one that they show in like uh, was it the Natural History Museum. Yeah, that's probably a blue whale skull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird looking by our standards of meat and skin. Uh, so another big issue with dragons is the sheer weight of them. So think about Smaug. Yes, I said Smaug oh, because that's how you're supposed to say it. I guess Smaug. Smaug. Um, so uh, yeah, so he's a giant. Yeah. Fire-breathing dragon that has scales that have been encrusted with gold, a really, really dense, heavy metal, and he flies around. Yeah. Think about a jumbo jet. No. A jumbo jet has jets to propel it. Something that big flying, the the sheer amount of food it would take to power itself would defeat the entire purpose of flying because it would be too heavy to fly. That's one of the big things also with like flight and travel, everything else like that is like the, you need more bang for your buck. And, you know, meat is kind of limited in the amount of bang you can have all at once. Clay Lamberton's fields covered in geese because geese eat and poop right away so like they can get the heck out of there. Actually, 100% true, too. That is also a very good point, too. I would not want to live near a dragon, especially since he lit late a lot of times in the movies and everything, like to have a nice big hoard of gold that stuff's covered in, I don't know, a technical word for dragon feces. Well, <laughs> well what's bird feces called? Bird f- Dry, uh, yeah, you're right. Because uh, all I know is uh, night soil, which mm-hmm. is humans' waste, and uh, w- you can use that for like fertilizer. That's what it's called once fertilizer. That and malorganite. Ooh, uh, and then also guano, which is bat droppings, mm-hmm. and that's also a good fertilizer. Hmm. Like anyone who's seen Ace Ventura knows about guano. Guano. Uh, but so. And also that, yeah, the big scales that would just make them even heavier and all this stuff. And it's just like, ugh. and then the horns that everything. So that's where we're going to go with like, hey, guys, this really can't exist, you know, on our planet. I'm going to preface it with that because, you know, if you go to a different planet, their entire evolutionary background is could be drastically different and their gravity could be drastically different which allows it to fly but we what we're going to be doing is talking about what if it evolved on our planet we need to make a checklist of all the criteria of what what we should include in our dragon also i'm going to preface this now because the title of these several episodes is going to be where the wyverns are because what we're going to be doing is building a wyvern because like i said we don't have six limbs so our dragon can't have six limbs and a wyvern has four limbs like us how dare you sir <laughs> now later on a later episode i do want to build the dragon and how it might look on our planet okay so what should we have on our lit our checklist so wings i'm just saving this so that we you know we can refer to it later extraordinary breath like are we talking like effervescent very minty fresh dragon breath uh technically that would probably follow under the lines yeah because in like D and everything else they have ice dragons so that one i have no idea how we could so spoilers um we're gonna be able to figure out how to make something breathe fire or poison but i have no idea how to make something breathe ice because that's really physically odd (laughs) well is there a is there a species of animal that can main can maintain activity while being super cold um technically no okay because uh because if you think about like a polar bear or a whale or something they're insulated and they are producing their own heat 
so like you're uh oh uh, a great example in the not mammalian is uh, a goblin shark i think it's called or a green shark it's one of those two um the thing can live up to like 300 years old is and- that one that lives under the polar ice caps not the polar ice caps i think in like the but like in the greenland and stuff like that like yes a really really cold um areas and it like it doesn't move all that much and like that's the reason why it kind of lives that long is because its metabolism is just so slow and because it's cold-blooded and i think that is like one of the oh no 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 never mind i was gonna say the only cold-blooded i think but no there's fish that live out there too so that doesn't count (laughs) <laughs> okay yes extraordinary breath uh anything else uh well uh what do we got so far we have uh wings flights. yeah extraordinary breath yeah now should we talk about scaling should dragon dragons are traditionally seen as big ah yes that is a very good question so yes size would deal with size one of the things i kind of always am interested about it in dragon lore is the fact that they hoard and i want to talk about an idea that i have for it which I'll admit is just a random idea, but I thought it would be really kind of (laughs) cool. So I'm not going to talk about it now because it's going to be later. Spoiled. Okay. Uh, So yeah, size, hoarding. Size, scales. Oh, scaling. Like uh, Like scaling. Yeah. Okay. So also scales, armor. Yeah. They tend to be seen as reptilian in nature. Yeah. 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 Okay. So would it also uh, be prudent to talk about blood, whether it's cold blood or warm blooded? Yes, which is really kind of cool, actually, when you, when you get into that kind of stuff, because it's like, what? that's weird, because it's so kind of cool. Like, there's always debates about, like, you know, if dinosaurs are, were cold blooded, warm blooded, and there's proof for both mm-hmm. and neither. Not really neat. Dino- I well, just wanted to say that. Look, I've seen Jurassic Park. That's so, uh, it's super accurate. That's exactly what dinosaurs look like. Exactly. I mean, there's not, there's not even a fake dinosaur in there to be seen. Well, yeah. Oops. They didn't, they didn't hack together any bird DNA. It's true. Okay. So we got wings, extraordinary breath, size, hoarding, armor, and warmer cold blooded. So I guess let's start talking about wings. Well, actually, what we're really going to have to talk about first is. Where did they come from? For example, like if you look at the evolutionary tree, which is like, you know, only semi accurate to what we're doing now in uh, biology, because it's actually really kind of cool. We're talking about like using actual DNA and stuff like that to actually see who is related to who and everything else like that. It's kind of neat. And it's actually changed what it looks like now. But we're going to go back. Back, 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 back to before crawling out of the ocean and all these other th- cool things. And uh, like I said, we are we have four four limbs, two arms, two legs, or four legs. And in that, that is called uh, tetrapoda. So that's where so like everything that has four arms or t- not four arms, two arms, two legs is all in one giant group called tetrapoda. So that includes us, a lot of bony fish, and actually I think all bony fish really, and then um, lizards, reptiles, and a lot of things with vertebrates keep bouncing back and forth. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, so the thing about it is um, when you look at the wings, uh, hold out your hand and like uh, you can see like how the basic shape of our hands are. And it's actually really kind of cool. If you, uh, so I'm, I'm right now holding up a book um, called On the Wing. 
mm-hmm. by David E. Alexander. And he basically it's comparing all the animal flight kind of mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And when you actually look at the skeletal structure and so much more, you actually will see like redundancies in comparison to uh, bats um lizards and birds like anything that could fly and uh so the cool thing is so a lot of people think that um uh, like a pterodactyl is a dinosaur it's not it's from a sub branch it's called for, of the pterosaurs so it's like dinosaurs pterosaurs uh i think ichthyosaurs or something like basically water dinosaurs the like um nessie would be considered a um ichthyosaur no that's a plesiosaur uh, Nessie was a plesiosaur. Ichthyosaur kind of looks like a dolphin. Which so that be using the which, Jurassic Park using the Jurassic Park example? Would that be like the Mosasaurus? In yes. The, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that would be it. And the cool thing about um, the reason why I'm bringing up the dolphin-looking thing, the ichthyosaur, and also the different things of wings is there's such a thing as convergent evolution. So th- that's why bats and birds aren't the same branch of things because just because they have wings, which at one point I think we probably did classify them like that. But no, they just happen to evolve wings independently of each other. So it's kind of cool. Like, that's why it's kind of cool. Like, we have so many different mechanisms of how all these things work. So I'm, I would propose that these guys pr- might have evolved not from um, the pterosaurs. The only reason why I say that is because the traditional look of dinosaurs is like that, like, kind of bat-like in appearance and uh the pterosaur was like a super long pinky oh (laughs) yeah you have the three fingers on top and then you if you the people at home if you stretch out your pinky the pinky would stretch out farther and be would be the ends of the wing Okay. Well, now I've done that. Now I need to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. You should have not pulled that hard. Well, you know what? Then you got to warn me about this because otherwise I'm going to keep doing stupid things. Well, yeah. This whole I se- didn't think I need to have a warning. I this whole series will have an Instagram your page. Pinky. Yeah. This whole series will just have Instagram pay- it'll be- have Instagram pictures of me injuring myself as I'm trying to do the things you tell me to do. Mm. I just said luck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. It's all the way over. Yeah. Uh, and so base uh so it's actually really kind of cool when you look at like the best example is so uh the largest dinosaur or largest pterosaur to ever live. So really uh really uh just a second. I want to make sure I say it right. Or actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up and Google's gonna probably say it. Uh it's a Quetzal. Yeah, uh, but it's like something well it, it's based off quetzalcoatl the um aztec god that's where it comes from the name do, 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 do. largest flying oh that pterosaur yeah that one's huge yeah um oh no it's not letting me and yeah that thing's freaking huge and it's also really gangly and weird looking when you actually look at it uh oh on google it actually shows a great example of it and it's like you can see where it's like comparable to the size of a giraffe so that thing is huge and has really really um its length is uh 33 to 36 feet. Ooh, flight speed is 128 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, oh, come on. Where's the thing that tells me? 
know how to pronounce it. Yeah, because it's one of those things like uh the Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah, Quetzalcoatlus. Yep. Look at that guy. Or if I look at if I look up pronunciation, he's beautiful. Look at him eat that Bagasaurus. Different ways of pronouncing this, either as Quetzalcoatlus, Quetzalcoatlus. Or as Quetzalcoatlus, so just the beginning. David Amborough, that ain't. No, it's uh, Julian Miguel. Miguel, No, Miguel. Julian Miguel. Miguel, yeah. So I was like, "Hmm." I will uh, will allow it. But yeah, and the most interesting thing about it is, how does, does that look like a dragon? I mean, it has a lot of features that I would consider dragon-like. And yeah. Now, would you would you call him bulky? He's teeny. He's yeah. very thin. Very thin. Very thin. Needs a so, streamlined for some reason. Hmm, he, almost he like did. for for long distance flying, you can't have that much weight on you. So yeah, that's one of the big issues with a lot of the dragon depictions is they're bulky, and it's like like I said before, this sheer amount of weight that would be, and the amount of energy it would take is staggering. <laughs> So that's the, and that's the coolest thing about this. Like you can, the cool thing about like wyverns and everything else is like in lore and in different stories, there's like a a gamut of sizes. So it's like, it basically is an entire evolutionary branch. So just like dinosaurs were an evolutionary branch, these would be one big branch that just keeps going. And like, they can just keep evolving into so many different like depictions that we've seen in folklore. So I was like, oh, that'd be really kind of cool. Hence why I kind of want to do this show. So we can talk about all this cool stuff that actually like that correlates with actual evolution and actually is really neat. Can, a lot of things can happen. So, like, uh, if you want an animal that are, that can be like really fast and maneuverable, the wings will look a lot different than if you look at um, something that flies really long distances and doesn't actually do all that much flapping. So, like, you can look at charts of birds and like like all the different type of wor- bird wings. And like uh, recently, we were watching um, Rescuers Down Under, and they had this great chart because the albatross is a, is one of the largest birds on the planet now and the guy had to expand extend the runway because he was too big for their runway and they had this great chart and it was like yeah and it's because different birds have different uh capabilities wings are not a well wings are a like there's not one design for a wing they're all really neat <laughs> Yeah. Like, have you ever seen a, a hawk being attacked by sparrows? I have not, but uh, uh, but it's so it's really kind of cool. I, I actually have seen it, and it's just like you just see this a hawk, you know, a apex predator, something that can just like eat anything it catches, and it's getting bombarded by little little sparrows just pecking at it, and he's just like, I don't like this. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, and it's just insane to see and uh, but they because he's not or it's not as maneuverable in tight spaces like that because he's meant for flying high and then dive bombing and grabbing something and being up going off speaking of things i've seen like that though i have seen a bald eagle carry off a small deer once yes and that's the insane thing about wings too is just to how but that's the cool thing about all that is there's so much potential in su- such a thing so 
let's go with it. Um, so a normal eagle can fly two miles. Like this is just ballparks and everything else. Mm-hmm. So if he's carrying more weight, that just means he has less of a distance that he can fly. Like he still has that potential. And then there, but there's like a max amount of it. So, uh, oh yeah, duh. it's a line graph. Weight to distance. So <laughs> at one point there will be a plateau of distance. Like you can't go like it's zero mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah like i said uh, well because there's so many different types of wyverns we actually probably don't need to specify the type of wing but let's go with that it's going to be like night nice long distance uh so recently i was actually looking so i have um uh, i had like a lot of like i like picture books because yeah. it sounds dumber than it is because it's like a, like a lot of reference materials and a lot of like art books mm-hmm. and i have one about uh, the creatures of um star wars yeah so in there there is i don't know what particular one it is and it doesn't really matter because it does it the illustration point is the way they did pick the arms in one of them is giant big bulky muscular like arnold schwarzenegger arms yeah that's stupid oh if you look at a bird or most an, any of the animals how much meat is on it on a wing well never much yeah never mm-hmm. much because just a just a good chunk at the base and then it's usually yeah because most of the time it's they're not flapping really with like they're flapping with their arms because there is a, mm-hmm. an actual kind of motion with it but a huge chunk of it is in the breasts mm-hmm. and that's that was why... going to be my question is like isn't the dragon going to need some breast bone because uh, you need the breast muscles to attach to something yeah a giant sternum so yeah if you look at those dinosaurs again you can actually see well if you have, just look at a chicken sternum it's huge it takes up a huge portion of their chest as compared to ours, which is yeah, flat. It's pretty flat. It's very yeah. anemic. And yeah, it, it sticks out. It has so much more connections, bone connections for muscle. So more muscle can attach to it. So more but flap and move up and down. And you don't need as much muscle on the arms because A, that's more weight. And B, you're not moving as much as you think. But yeah, still need some motion because obviously it's uh, just like our, or also it's kind of, can also be kind of like our hands too. I was going to ask about that because I was thinking our hands are mostly tendon because yeah. it's all mostly coming from the other parts of it. It's coming from the other parts of the arm. Yeah, your forearm. Yeah. And yeah, and it's very similar to them too. It's just like you don't have to have all your force coming from one spot. Now, okay. with birds, I know that they have hollow bones. That character that you were talking about with the, all that muscle, wouldn't that muscle tend to break the bones if they're hollow? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, because unless they have an entirely different structure compared to our our bone structure or it has different environmental things. So that's the thing about it, is like we can't really guesstimate on what will happen on a different planet. We can only surmise based off of what what we know but i mean if you took like a standard bird and you put that much muscle on it the muscle would uh, probably ge- basically ge- okay so think about like a pre- not a prairie chicken a farmed white chicken they can't really fly but they do have nice big breasts mm. <laughs> and and that's the thing about it too is like that's all white meat too that means it's muscle it's muscle that isn't all that used and compare that to like a prairie chicken or a duck ducks mostly dark meat and that's because it's all muscle that is being used as compared to a chicken that isn't using it and ducks are pretty thin too uh active muscle is a lot of times 
lot thinner and like scrawnier than um, non-active muscle. What I think in like a lot of like um, weightlifting circles, you can also use the term glam muscles where it's like, it's only there for show and it's actually not all that impressive when you actually see somebody yeah. using it. It's that idea of like where people, cause I know this used to be a thing and they talk about it in weightlifting it where you do few reps with a lot of weight, which then creates a lot of that show muscle. It's, and then, you know, if you want more tone, you do more reps with less weight on us, which is what my dad would equate to what he calls the farmer's body. It's yeah. very much a very toned, very, you know, it doesn't look like it has a lot of strength behind it, but it's so, t- but the muscle underneath is so toned that it exactly. could. Exactly. And yeah, that, that would go in probably with our wyvern mm-hmm. design is yeah. it would look, it would need to look pretty scrawny and not all that impressive, but oh, oh, even better. A great example too is, an, uh, did you, I think it was like, this was years and years ago where they had um, man versus nature, one of those yeah. fox shows, and they had an orangutan versus a sumo wrestler in yeah. tug of war. Yeah. So I got pretty skinny arms because long skinny arms because I'm just a ganglier person. The orangutan, who didn't even look like it was an adult, had just scrawny hairy arms and like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and it barely even tried and it just pulled the sumo off the platform. Wow. And yeah, it's just like because it they use their arms every day. They yeah. That's how they get around is all that climbing is using their arms. And it's just really neat that it's like they don't look all that impressive but yeah they'll probably they will probably rip you in half well now what now we've got this idea with the bones like the idea with the muscular structure makes yeah but i'm almost curious about the idea of a bone structure wouldn't the idea of a like birds have hollow bones like dean mm-hmm. said so that they have less weight what about like a almost like a cartilage that has almost a weird i don't know if there's any animals in nature that have this so i'm just obviously flying off the seat of my pants but anyway i thinking of the idea is there a, is there something of like almost a, like a skeletal weave that could go around something lighter like a cartilage where it could still have some sort of a strength but also still like have some sort of strength to it but just not needing as much bone as it would so no now we are but our bones in general are also covered by a bunch of other stuff too but the problem with what you're saying is that's still added weight and that's added weight with the bone and the muscle now theoretically something eventually could evolve something oh wait i'll go with this way avatar in the movie avatar they they talked about how they had their skeletal structure was reinforced with a natural uh carbon fiber material blah 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 i was like yeah. well hey, that would be why would it need that it's on a planet that has less gravity than ours so why would it need more dense bones it would have to be something like that but like i said with evolution it takes a long time for something new to pop up a lot of times it's just the same thing over and over and over recycled and until it's kind of good <laughs> yeah for example our eyes um i remember learning that our eyes are actually were in that first evolved to be able to see underwater and that was good enough forever <laughs> So like all her eyes are like supposed to be better underwater or something like that. It was just like, well, that's not cool. I wish I'm, I, my eyes be better, yeah. but eh, it happens. Even though I guess um, when we were talking about like Smog is kind of a scrawnier style dragon too, but it's because mm-hmm. he's lanky and everything else. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Any more questions about wings? I guess we also could probably talk about um, what our big goals are for this and everything else. I mean, it, it is, for anybody yeah. who is listening and cares, eventually, I think it'd be really kind of cool to bring on experts 
about yeah. certain things because uh, I actually like I have these three books and they all got recommended by Dr. Mark Witten and he uh, is like he's a uh, paleo artist paleo artist and paleontologist also like yeah. he's like a flight expert so he understands yeah. wings and so I asked him a bunch of questions which I over prepared and didn't prepare at yeah. all for any of this of course because I because I have one about like comparative biomechanics nice a, a textbook about comparative biomechanics and wings and all these other things now i mean it's the idea of are we like for i guess in the concept here is each episode going to be like kind of like a multi-part series where we deal with like a different mechanic of say making a dragon like we could talk about something i mean because so with, event, with the time. i yeah. think once we actually figure out a good um method unless it's a particular like long subject yeah. matter i think for the most part it's just gonna be um one episode or two a, a thing okay because oh, uh because yeah i was like when i was talking about like mermaids or merfolk i'm like i plan on that probably being only one or two episodes don't touch my gills i'm gonna be honest oh i'm i'm dumb too and i was actually gonna talk about this so the cool thing about uh once another thick cool thing about like evolution is like we can't really give it like a purpose or a design or anything about it so one of the things that i will actually want to talk about um later on for when we talk about the extraordinary breath is a secondary possible use of wings for that and Ah. i was like ooh, that'd be really kind of uh no um more like a fan okay because okay so now since we do have the time let's talk about this because since we are on since this has basically become very wing centric yeah let's talk about flight of dragons and why this is the most boring film ever made they actually go into the biology of how these dragons are capable of flying Mm -hmm. and just look up the movie flight of dragons and just see their fat little round bodies yeah because yeah did they talk about gas or anything it's a heated gas bladder inside well dean you actually watched the movie you watched the movie i I, i've got a little bit more on this so in the movie john ritter is transformed uh after he tries to create a board game he then is transformed into a dragon and part of the movie is him trying to learn how to use and how to live inside this dragon body in this magic world a elder dragon teaches him how he is supposed to fly so one of the things is dragons will consume i forget what the stone it is but it's something that they can eat and then they crush it in their gullet and then they have a special bladder that mixes that with another chemical that i think creates helium I, I can't remember I, what it creates. No, no, that's but it, oh god. But it's gonna break so, as so far as I understand. So they're alchemists. In, yeah, in some in yeah, in a lot of ways, yes. Inside their body, they are able to make this they, bladder where they, they have inflate. tiny works in them. Yeah. But they what's inflate. the problem here, Mac? What's the problem? Okay, so like how they in, they inflate, they fly, and in order to get rid of the gas they can burn it so i believe they have a they throw out the gas through their they, mouth and then they have a, a uh, organ that sort of uses natural body electricity to spark it yeah and burn it off so that they can 
land. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't we, watched we, this, and I, I know. Like, no, but you're, you're, you're this nailing it for the next for this yeah. next episode. Uh, next episode, we definitely have to talk about. Make sure we talk like specify in case we have see people like no, that's not what they're doing. Or did they actually use helium, like produce helium? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure helium isn't a combustible gas. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, helium is com- helium should helium is combustible. No, it's it's very stable. What did they what did they put into the Hindenburg? Hydrogen. hydrogen. That was hydrogen. Yes. So I'm like, maybe maybe they have that it's hydrogen. But like I like, said, no I, I can't remember. But they actually, from what they spelt out, it's fairly plausible but i mean they go in, they go into it, so, it goes uh, into quite a bit of detail like that's well, a that's like a 10 minute section of it BS, maybe it's basically. a 90 minute animated movie yeah so i so a couple of years ago um the discovery channel did like a f- mockumentary about like finding a dragon and one of the things i remember them talking about was Oh yeah, they have this weird chemical. No, 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 no. They had um, a bacteria that was in their guts that produced hydrogen. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I've never heard of a bacteria that does that. So it has a unique bacteria. It's a, it's unique. Like what? No, I don't. We are having issues right now because of like you know hydrogen power cells because it's actually really taxing to make hydrogen at times, and like to make that much would be not as cost effective yet. So it was like, I don't think there's a bacteria that can do that. <laughs> I'm going to double check that too. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Did they really get inspired from a book? Oh, it is. No, it is hydrogen in the, in the dragon, in the flight of dragons. It is. They say specifically it is hydrogen. Okay, good. Because um, also, because I was like, because um, I'm like pretty sure you can't because like, uh, in this you wouldn't be making hydrogen you would just be releasing it from chemical bonds so that i can understand um but it was like doing that with helium like um if that was possible we wouldn't have a helium shortage like we do now um so flight of dragons apparently is loosely um based or um is partly based off of a speculative nature natural history book from an author peter dickinson mm-hmm. and i forgot the way that this dragon played by john ritter um defeats james earl jones the baddie the big baddie <laughs> is by quoting mathematical <laughs> equations e equals mc squared the hypotenuse of a triangle that um so also i am one non-good bacteria i am 100 wrong there are uh um gas producing bacteria ah. so there's that but i'm like that would be a lot of bacteria that would have to be a lot of gas to, to offset something well, that big our yeah. farts part of why the uh you have the problem with beans I thought it was methane methane is because our gut people can have a gut bacteria that digests the part of beans that we 
can't really digest and they as a byproduct of that create gas and then that builds up and then you have the toots oh yeah among the six fecal bacteria groups genera species that were predicted to produce hydrogen bactoids uh fragilis group oh clostridium yeah, yeah they do produce hydrogen and they actually also produce in our guts too. So yeah. basically what that would mean is that somehow they cultivated a really good strain yeah. of uh, hydrogen producing bacteria in their guts, which, okay, I will admit it's possible, but I'm like, that's just. Well, if you ever see these things they they look like beach balls when they're yeah, inflated. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. It, exactly. I'm like, then it would still look really weird looking. Oh, it is absolutely. It's absolutely weird looking. Which would also mess with its aerodynamics and it wouldn't be all that fat. Oh, then it would also have a hard time. No, yeah, no. I, I still I still reject it as an actual evolutionary thing because that would mean it would need to expel the gas to, to like, well, no, I guess it could technically um like have that store always yeah. because then it would just slowly drift down fast or won't drift down fast but it's, it's to offset some of their weight mm-hmm. but so i'm just gonna not re- accept that as a thing because i'd prefer just pure muscle power to you can you can choose that but flight of dragons tells you otherwise you need to find this book. Yeah. The speculative natural history. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was written in 79. It's a, uh, yeah. The movie itself is, the movie itself is pretty redonkulous and shockingly boring because of how it basically stopped every time, like when action is occurring, it will eventually stop so that it can go through essentially the speculative evolution of dragons. It can go through like how dragons work and it we can get into that later, but yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's instead of the idea of, yeah, dragons don't really fly in that way. They sort of just float and are almost at the mercy of the wind using their wings, mostly as a steering mechanism to get them places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking through it now. Weird. Yeah. But either way. Yeah. yeah. Even if, I like them apples, huh? Yeah. But either way, that just looks. It, it looks it, ridiculous. It, Don't get me wrong. It wouldn't, it I wouldn't hate it. Fit most of uh, our depictions of dragons. How about that? No, it's fair. And no. doesn't look. Wouldn't definitely wouldn't go with our super scrawny dragon that we're basically making up right now. My my weirvin. Wyvern. Make, your, make yes. yourself a wyvern. Yes. Gonna just I'm gonna every time we every time we start saying mythical creatures, the McElroy brothers have ruined my ability to say the word centaur. Because I always centaur. Centaur. Um when just when you're facing down the centaur. What do you aim for when you fight us? We're gonna talk about centaurs at some point because I want to talk about what do you aim for? The big body or the human body? <laughs> the horse bot the horse part or the human part. I, I'm also gonna have to say this to our eventual possible listeners if we ever get some like have enough followers to actually justify a patreon or something like that we are definitely going to have to um, make a a, a, this would be one of the things that they're going to get is just us rambling about random crap on the side oh (laughs) well uh thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to be talking about something Actually, I like doing that. It's better. It's better than anything Next else. Next episode, oh we're going to be talking gosh. about extraordinary breath. Ooh, extraordinary breath. A real creature feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to 
realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together.